This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here we go. Hour 5 G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Are you up for for what Kyrie Irving is looking for from a team, from a situation, from a fan base. TruckRec.com Fantex is open at 877-881-1053. There is a little bit of NBA news. Trade deadline tomorrow. Can't wait to get on with you guys tomorrow. 3 o'clock is the deadline. And if anything happens for the Mavs, we will be ready to break it down. I feel like they got to do something else. But anyway, uh, it won't be with the Lakers, Jazz, T-Wolves. They're in discussions, according to Shams, on a three-team deal that would send D'Angelo Russell to the Lakers, Westbrook, and draft compensation to Utah, Mike Conley Jr. to Minnesota. It has been a very quiet uh, trade deadline the last couple of days since the Mavs made their big move. I believe we are going to see a flurry of activity uh, tomorrow morning uh, and, and through the afternoon because there are so many teams that are just within five games of 500. Like, the opportunity to make a, a, a push is too big for all these teams to turn down. Yeah, but there's the teams that might be willing to sell because mm. everybody's compact Yeah, that you might not have the sellers. And if you talk to people around the league, they also say, Zach, there might be somebody that we're not talking about that's going to get traded that we haven't talked about. And I can't get I love it. the surprises. Yeah. Like Chris well, Paul. But pe- well, people are saying, well, Zach Levine. And, like, no, you've talked about Zach Levine. But now the Bulls are playing better. So, you know, he's not. I mean, the numbers are improving. So, but th- there's a lot of people are saying, yeah, you think there's going to be fast and furious. Huh. With everybody compact in the standings. You might not have many sellers. Well, we That's don't. Interesting. We don't need a huge name again. It would be nice to get another star, but just somebody that can can rebound and play a little bit of defense. I, I think could be a huge help for this team. I liked what I liked what Eric was talking about with, or excuse me, Zach was talking about with the uh, with the with the, the, the team, buyouts. The buyouts. Maybe that's a way to kind of like we was talking about the you know the second draft. If yeah. you want to say you know when you get an opportunity to sign those college free agents. Maybe there'll be some buyout guys that uh, you can uh, you can make some hay with. Yeah, Milwaukee's a team that hasn't really been discussed a ton. You know, I mentioned Serge Ibaka as a, maybe a buyout candidate for them. Maybe that's a team that if we look more at their roster, there's players there. I'm just trying to think. You know, Chris Paul, Mike brought this up last night when we were driving around with him going to the media party. It did sound like – a very LeBron-like move to say, all right, we, we, I swung and missed on Kyrie. Wouldn't it make sense to get out of the Russell Westbrook deal, which is now the rumored thing with Utah, and then Utah would buy him out, but Chris Paul and LeBron getting together if Phoenix wanted to get out of the Chris Paul deal. But we haven't really heard Chris Paul's name talked about quite well, he's, a bit. I, I was reading today, though, he's, he's okay. He goes, it's a business. 
Yep. All right. Uh, here's what I want to know from you guys and, and, and from the fan base, from the, from the media. It looks like the Mavs on their team are trying to create the perfect environment. We have a little bit of audio here. Uh, you'll you'll hear from you know Kyrie Irving uh, in just a second, but you know something that Mark Cuban has done since he started pampering athletes way back in the day, and then continued three years ago. Porzingis got here; he wasn't on the list um, of uh, 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 the Mavs weren't on on Porzingis's list of areas that he wanted to go to, and the Mavs convinced him otherwise even through uh, maybe a tough relationship with, with Luka Doncic. Mm. So, you know, uh, right now multiple people are reporting Kyrie Irving will just sign with the Lakers in the offseason. And maybe that'll be fine. But as a team, you want to kind of have a say in that, right? If, if you want to move on from Kyrie Irving, you would prefer it to be your choice and not him running away. So how do you make that your choice? How do you get yourself options? You do the preparation. You do the groundwork. You do everything in your power to make this guy feel comfortable. And then I, I want to ask the fans, like, are you ready to shower him with love if he goes out there and hoops? Or are you going to think about, you know, the, the other stuff that comes along with Kyrie Irving? Because your ability to show him the love could be a huge factor here. Remember that cut we had a couple of weeks ago where, where the, the, the reporter was actually nice to Russell Westbrook? And oh, he was yes. like, oh, this is, this is fantastic. You know, an actual compliment in the question. Wish you were here the, guys, the guys notice this. You know, negative words, it, it, it does have, I think, a significant impact. The social media, how we react and talk about Russ, uh, I mean, Kyrie Irving could go a long way towards creating a very comfortable environment for this. Here he was talking with reporters about his situation and exactly what he's looking for. For me personally, um, you know, just sitting in the seat today, I, I just know I want to be places where I'm celebrated. Uh, and not just tolerated or, or, or just, um, you know, kind of dealt with in a way that doesn't make me feel respected. Um, and there were times throughout this process when I was in Brooklyn where I felt very disrespected and my talent. Uh, I work extremely hard at what I do. No one ever talks about my work ethic, though. Everyone talks about what I'm doing off the floor. So um, I just want to change that narrative and write my own story and just continue to prepare in the gym. And now that I'm in Dallas, just focus on what I can control, like I said. And, um, you know, I'm always going to be close with those guys in Brooklyn, just like I'm close with the guys All in right, Boston. That's good right there. So I, I want to be celebrated and not just tolerated. I want to be appreciated for the hard work I, I put in for this game. He was the first guy at, at Mavs practice. And who knows how long this honeymoon phase lasts, right? And, and who knows if, if Kyrie Irving was disrespected or if, you know, he was, he's, he's being too sensitive. We did have uh, Ian Eagle on the show a couple hours ago, their play-by-play guy, and he said the Nets do not feel like they did anything disrespectful. They were just, you know, conducting business. And it's entirely possible that it's all a figment of his imagination, and he's done far worse to organizations than has been done back to him. But it sounds like a guy right there that's looking right now actively for an, a situation to show him that level of love and celebration. Can the Mavs pull this off? Do you want to see them pull this off? I definitely want to see him pull it off. Uh, I, I would love for them to be able to be the, the side of the relationship in the summer that gets to make the decision and not have the decision made for them. And so, and if you're the Mavericks, why, why do the trade unless you wanted to at least – 
go all the way in. Don't make the trade and then just dip your toe in, uh, so to speak, when it comes to trying to make it work. Uh, if you're going to be in the relationship, if you're going to be in the marriage, well, dang it, go all in and try to make the dang thing work. Let's let's spice it up. Let's do what we got to do. Take her to the dinners, light the candles, whatever it may be, uh, because why not? Uh, why, why sabotage it yourself when there is a sliver of hope that this could end up being something very, very special? Go all in on this thing. And, and Walchuk made a great point this morning when we were hanging out with Sean and RJ and Bobby. And even if even if you do everything you can as the Mavericks to make him happy and, and want to be here, and then he still elects to go be a Laker, at least you don't have him leaving and saying, bleep the Mavericks, I can't stand what it is they don't, you know, if, and, and, and sharing that with other star players. You at least want him to be like, yeah, I'm going to the Lakers because that's where I want to be. I want to play with LeBron. But Mark Cuban, the Mavericks, Nico, Jason Kidd, Luka, man, that's a great spot to be. You don't want a mother bleeping you on the way out because it probably doesn't look good for other stars, right. which immediately when Kyrie Irving is not here, whether it's on his own accord or the Mavericks accord, you're turning your attention to the next star. You don't want that next star hearing from Kyrie that, oh, no, the Mavericks are, are bull bleep and you don't want to be there. Yeah. You know, he, he there's a lot of good stuff that, that goes along with Kyrie Irving. I, I, you know, I, I don't know if anybody needs a reason to, to be a big fan of him, but, you know, um, he gave like a $1.5 million to WNBA players during the COVID. Sure. He was like, oh, you, you guys aren't going to get any money because you can't play your season. Here's a million and a half dollars. He gave like a half mil to, to, to COVID relief in, in New York City. Um, you know, shoot, I know a lot of people are anti-vaccine. He's your guy. That's your hero right there. You know, he, he thought that whole deal was, uh, you know, uh, a bunch of hogwash. So I, I think there are uh, pretty relatable things there. Uh, 325 says he was blatantly and repeatedly disrespected by the Nets over the last two years. I would that's love that to be said. the case. Yeah, that's yeah. what Kyrie said. He felt that way, at least. Kyrie's done nothing here in Dallas, so why would you be upset for what he has done somewhere else? Uh, show him love from the jump, says the five seven one. Brad Townsend needs to be fired for what he posted earlier. He had been very anti-Kyrie Irving. Uh, Gavin, please stop monologuing. I was setting up a topic for three minutes. Give me a damn break, okay? I'm a professional talk show host. If you think you can do it better, <laughs> then by, by all means, have at it. Okay. It's the gosh yeah, leave general. your name and number. We'll get a hold of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people hiring here on Radio Row, or, or even better, the the streamers are are finding verticality. They are. They, the they have figured it out. Yeah, they they're they're all over here in Radio Row. And, and and I think they focus on the negative stuff with Kyrie for a multitude of reasons. But ultimately, the number one thing is what what you're doing for me on the basketball court and how you're helping or hurting the team. And yeah. for as amazing as it is, all those um, those charitable efforts that you did. If I'm a Nets fan and I'm I'm rabid and I want my team to be great uh, and I need Kyrie Irving to do that, the money you're giving to the WNBA or whatever you're doing has it's not impacting us as a team and winning a championship. And that's all fans care about. When you're doing the anti-vax or you're doing all these other the negative things, it affects you being on the court. Yeah, you're not. You're now suspended, or you're because you're not getting the vaccine. You're not playing, or yeah. whatever the case may be. You're taking time off away from basketball. The negative things have impacted him on the court. And as a fan of the team, I'm like, bro, I just want you to be here. Mm -hmm. I wish you giving money to the to the WNBA helped us get victories, but it doesn't. Yeah. And it's something to be admired. But I'm a Nets fan, you know, in this hypothetical scenario, and. 
I only care about what you're doing on the court. And all the negative crap you're doing is preventing you from being on the court. Yeah, and if that comes up, it won't matter how much good stuff you do. And if you're playing well enough, people will go out of their way to overlook negative things. And I I think, you know, the Metroplex has been consistent with that, you know. So it probably just comes down to how available he's going to be and and how awesome he can play. But I think it's a huge start that the Mavs as an organization are going to do everything in their power because I do think there's something true to the idea that People will behave the way they're expected to be behaved, you know, like um, you treat somebody like, oh, you're an idiot, you know, and I just think, you know, the chances of them like finding their most productive version of themselves amongst you is is not going to be good. Hey, do you feel like this uh, Chiefs is a dynasty? Andy Reid says he's not here for your dynasty talk. He was having none of the D word at today's uh, press conference. I'm not really into all that. I'll let you guys deal with that. You're only as good as your last game or your next game, I should say. What makes the dynasty are the Chiefs one? No, not yet. I think three Super Bowls is a dynasty. I think, to me, that's the mark. They've been to three in four years. They've won one. They'd get to two if they can win this one, but I think you need to hit the three Super Bowl mark and then we in, in, within a five-year period, and then we can talk dynasty. Yeah, it's so hard. For me, the dynasties are a little bit like uh, like the the porn stuff, where it's like there's no real definition, but when you see it, you know it. I don't know how to I don't know how to say this is the qualification for a dynasty, and if you don't hit that, then you're not yeah. in. Like I don't know, three out of five, so three out of six years. Well, check, you're going we, not a. Not I think a dynasty. it's pretty easy, personally. Like we know, the Patriots won three out of four. That was a dynasty. The Cowboys won three out of four. That was a dynasty. The Steelers won four. In what, six years or whatever it was in the 80s or the 70s? That was a dynasty. The Niners won four in the 80s. That was a dynasty. Like, I think you, you can, it's pretty easy. It's three a decade? I think it's a minimum of three a decade. Sure, okay. there you go. Yeah, okay, like so we just went from three a half decade to three a decade. So, yeah, you see what I'm saying? Three, three a decade is pretty good groundwork. I think it's definitely an AFC dynasty at this point. I think we expect dynasty from that coach and, and quarterback combination. Three and but, five or four and yeah. ten from the 903. Like, I, I like that. The Bills weren't a dynasty. They lost four in a row. Um, but they definitely left a historic mark on on uh, on the entire operation. Five Super Bowl commercial trends to watch in 2023. A big trend for this year's ads include partnerships Netflix is doing with GM and Michelob Ultra. So companies are are coming together to do like co ads and kind of split up the cost. There will be less going on as far as automobile ads, but a variety of alcohol commercials and the use of those QR codes. So get your QR scanner ready. Nostalgia is going to be a factor in ads with throwbacks to Breaking Bad, which I love. That might be my favorite TV show ever. Clueless. Agreed. Ozzy. Billy Idol. Joan Jett. Paul Stanley. And Dave Grohl. Grohl's been very visible this week. Um, You know, I always always like the Budweiser ads. You guys remember the Bud Bowl? They bring in the big 24-ounce can or the 40-ounce to be like William Refrigerator Perry and, yeah. and go over the pile. I think, the, you know, the, the Budweiser, the, the Bud Lizards. Bulls, yeah. The what's up guy, that guy. Was what's up? Spuds McKenzie. Ooh, yeah. They had, uh, remember the Clydesdales were playing, they were playing football at one yeah. time. They, they were out there kicking it around and stuff like that. Yeah, kind of digging that. All righty, it is the G-Bag Nation here on 105 Through the Fan. Our radio row coverage is brought to you by our friends at Rally House, uh, your home for officially licensed NFL gear, your city, your house, Rally House. Still time to get in there and, and get some gear for the big game.
Chief, where are we going next? Terry Bradshaw said the thing. LeBron did the thing. And maybe we'll have time for a little Super Bowl proppy toppy fun. That's next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, G-Bag Nation. Our radio row coverage brought to you by Window Nation. Buy two windows, get two free, windownation.com. Yeah, uh, wrapping up our, our second day here on, on Radio Row. Looking forward to a, a big uh, team dinner tonight and uh, watching the Mavs game. Segments brought to you by SOTA. That stands for State of the Art. And here is Eric Chiafala with some juicy content. Yes, sir, here we go. Let's start with Terry Bradshaw, and we know his uh, relationship with Sean Payton. They were co-workers at Fox over the last year. Sean Payton, now the head man in Denver. And Terry is here uh, at Radio Row uh, with Fox, and he was doing some, making his rounds yesterday, doing some interviews, and somebody was asking him some questions about, like, when did, when did you find out that Sean Payton was going to go to the Broncos? How did this all play out? Because your buddies with him, you guys were talking. What's Sean Payton's mindset? Listen to what Bradshaw had to say, and then we'll discuss. Sean knew. We hung with him. Yes. We drank beer. I ate, he, he, I, he drank my whiskey. And uh, we would talk, and he would talk and talk and talk. And was a, I'd say, well, you can't go to Charlotte. That's the NFC South. Uh, you can't go to Houston. They don't have a quarterback down there. You don't want to be in Houston. Uh, where else could he have gone? Where, where, Arizona. Arizona, no. Mm. No, that quarterback. He don't want to work with that yeah. quarterback. But he'd rather work with Russ? Uh, I don't think so. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, You know what? That's all he's got. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got no choice. But I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. He'll get the most out of him. Okay, so he he went through all – he's talking about the conversations he had with Sean Payton before he decided where he was going to go coach. Okay, he can't do it in the NFC South. That doesn't make any sense. Don't like Kyler Murray. Really don't want to do that situation in Arizona. Okay, so d- that means he liked Russell Wilson, and he's like, ah, I wouldn't go that far with it. Uh, this was just, I guess, it's the money-whipping situation. It's the hope that he can fix Russell Wilson – but does, does this surprise you? Yeah, oh, my Trevor gosh. Lawrence. I was about to say there's Trevor Lawrence dapping up with Aiden Hutchinson right now. Oh, Two young awesome. football studs collaborating. That was cool, man. That was cool. Usually you don't see the quarterback and the opposing pass rusher dap up like that. That's fantastic. No, no, that uh, was really cool. That was fun. It was dude. healing, if you will. My gosh, Trevor Lawrence tall, by the way. Well, speaking of the quarterback, Very tall. Yeah, he's very tall, very lean. But he also just sideswiped Kyler there. 
And there's you so did. much anti-Kyler stuff coming out now. Like, nope, I saw a tweet earlier. With Kyler Murray didn't want to go to Arizona. I, I saw a tweet earlier that that's the secret in the NFL right now, that nobody wants to go work with Kyler Murray yes. in Arizona. Yeah. And I asked Broadus, you know, have you heard this? Yeah, I reached out to some gang of seven guys and haven't heard back from them on that. But, you know, it's, it's funny that these guys like Terry Bradshaw and, you know, there's – there's, they just kind of say whatever they want to say now. You know, they don't. He really, sounded half in the bag. Yeah, they just don't. Sometimes when you're half in the bag, you're. Wait, honest so you're not taking him seriously? No, I think it, you know the the thing about it is though that, you know, Terry's he's again these guys don't lie about it, but I just kind of feel like that you need to do a little bit better job of protecting Sean. Yeah. You know, that's the thing about it. If if Sean's sitting there in a you know, in Fox's studio watching all the games with all those guys and having wings and whatever and conversation about, hey, man, I'm, I really don't – if I had to coach Denver, that, that would be a nightmare for me. You know, and all of a sudden Terry Bradshaw, you know, here's Sean gets a job and now Terry Bradshaw, yeah, Sean, you know, we're watching a game in week seven. It was Denver. He said there's no way I'd ever coach, you know. <laughs> and you're like going, well, what? Is that bro code violation? I, I'd say so. Yeah. I'd say so because to me it's like, you know, we could sit there and have, you know, meetings and talk about things and then just kind of spill your business out on the air and you're going, well, man, you're not helping me right now. Yeah. Now I have – now Sean Payton has to ask because somebody's going to ask Sean Payton a question. Terry Bradshaw the other day said – and they'll they'll play the they'll play the, the sound bites back for him. What's Sean going to say? Well, you know Terry. Ha 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 ha. You know, I mean Terry's probably telling the truth, but he's putting Sean in a terrible spot. I think we can all agree on that, no question about it. Uh, but it is interesting that he is, as you mentioned, probably telling the truth there. Of yeah, he he kind of took the Broncos' job in spite of Russell Wilson, sure. and he's probably he hopeful, did. and he's got the ego in himself to think I can I can fix this guy. Yeah. But uh, he also is probably very aware of the idea that this might be a moving off of Russell Wilson at the earliest turn uh, it's, possible. It's an owner. Ship group in Denver that has deep, deep pockets. Mm. He took a job where they could pay him $18 million a year. Correct. You know? There's not many organizations. He could go to Walmart the- money now? Yeah. Walmart oh, yeah. Money and, oh, yeah. Yeah. and, and uh, Lewis Hamilton, the car racer's part of F1. Con- Condoleezza Rice, part owner of the team. Yep. They've got money in that organization. $18 million a year. That's I mean, what I'm saying. Hell. He's going to a – That's Romo money. You're going to look past Coach and Russell Wilson for that. Of course, exactly. And, that, and that's the whole thing. It's like – He I, is th- exactly following the pro, uh, what, exactly what Bill Parcells did. He's doing exactly what Bill Parcells did. What era Bill Parcells? What, what the, are you talking the, about when, the Cowboys? When, yeah, when he came to the Cowboys. Okay. Jerry Jones – and you know, I'm going to say this. Jerry Jones could not get AT&T Stadium built – if he hires, you know, you go from Dave Campo to he couldn't hire Butch Davis or, or Dave Wanstead. Wade Phillips. Yeah. He had to go get, he had to fly his plane to Teterboro, New Jersey, land on the tarmac, and while they're playing the Philadelphia Eagles, Dave Campo is getting beat. He's interviewing Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells was like going through a divorce. He lost his place in Seagirt, New Jersey, Blake House. He had to rebuild. Bill's like, oh, wait, someone wants to pay me 20-something million dollars on a contract to come back? Sean's doing the same thing. I mean, this to me is he could he could legitimately 
He could do great things, I think, in Denver because of the defense. I think he'll figure some things out. But this is that Sean's doing exactly what Parcells did when it comes to the amount of money he's making. Are you guys in agreement with me that uh, obviously it remains to be seen what else happens this offseason? Does Aaron Rodgers move or whatever? Uh, and who knows what type of splash trades go down? But like as it stands right now, the most interesting storyline going into next season is the dynamic of Sean Payton and Russell Wilson and can he fix them and how does this work? Like, you know, uh, for the last year I've been talking about, man, I'd love to have Sean Payton with the Cowboys. I, I think he's a special kind of coach. I think he knows how to win in multiple ways, managing the salary cap, identifying quarterback talent, um, you know, working the draft to maximize your assets to find players that you need to make a difference. I would love it if Sean Payton – now, as, as, as I've been talking about him, so many Cowboys – fans have been like oh Sean Payton's basically Mike McCarthy that's yeah well guess what he's gonna go to Denver they're gonna have a great offense Russell Wilson's going to be in the MVP conversation and then you tell me Sean Payton's not a difference maker then, then yeah. you tell well, me then I'm crazy to. then I, yeah then, then you won't be able to get him you know yeah. and, and hopefully the Jones boys or whoever's got to get it figured out over there in the next couple of years um, you know, can can man up and sacrifice what it's going to take to bring this team a championship. And for them right now, that would be control. I think the most interesting storyline next year for the league for me is where Aaron Rodgers ends up. That's what I. That's where where how how is this all going to end in Green Bay? You know, yeah, that's a and, good story. And where where is he going to play? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's because the... can he be can he be that MVP level? somewhere else you know and that's i kind of that's the one thing i'm really excited about there i think sean like you said i think sean's gonna do a fine job got a good defense figure out the quarterback situation you know he'll he'll make yeah, it but I, and to me that is just extremely fascinating it can sean payton be the the difference maker of going in there and make making russell wilson go back into can he be a top 10 quarterback i next think year? so because you got a great defense already what he'll do is he'll blow up the future cap to put offensive linemen in there in front of him and get a yeah. running game going. Yeah. yeah. That's really going to make things a lot Taking easier Taking on the ball would be huge. Yeah. And he'll definitely lean into the strengths of, like, he, he, he is one of the best coaches at, I would imagine, at identifying what a player does well and leaning into it, especially at the quarterback position. Like, that's his thing. That's what he does. So you'd think, okay, if Sean Payton can't get Russell Wilson to get back to being a, a, a yeah. good quarterback, then but we all nobody kick, can. We all kick him in the junk for Taysom Hill and people like that, right? Oh, you yeah, know, well, he's that, got that a hubris taste, about him. He's yeah. got a hubris about him that all these great coaches do that sometimes it's like, no, I can make Taysom Hill something cool. And mm. to an extent, he did. Yeah. He, he shouldn't have given him the still, contract. Yeah, he but he still him puts stuff, him and but. finds good ways to use him, like a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. He's just that guy that thinks – you know, I, I'm still the smartest one in the room, and I can make this dude an NFL quarterback, which proved to be not the case. So LeBron breaks the all-time scoring record in the NBA. Move over, Kareem, make a place for Bron Bron. He did it in Los Angeles, and he did it in front of a ridiculous-sized crowd, uh, celebrities, his his wife, his children, his mom, all sitting courtside. He had 36 points going into the game to break it, and he wore the all-black going in of like, hey, this is, this is happening right now. I mean business. And he had to break the record last night, not only because he had all the fanfare and people there and family and, okay, this is happening, but he had the headphones that he was wearing last night. His Beats by Dre headphones were all black, and then they had gold accents. And at the top of the headphones that went across his head in pregame while he was wearing them, they had the, the record-breaking number on there. 
Oh, wow. He had the 38-38-8, 38,388 points, which is was going to be the new record. And so that's what he had on top of his headphones. Like, I do think it's very impressive to be able to walk in, and it's 36 points, and I know guys are scoring at a ridiculous rate. But when it's like you go in somewhere and the expectation is this is happening and it's all on, like you can't have an off night. That shot no. can't be off. you got to go in there and you got to get that. Much respect for LeBron on that Manifest front. that greatness. LeBron is that rare type of great player that does things like that. And it, it, it seemed meant to be with how those threes were going in. I mean, they were pure right down the hatch. He shot over 50%. I think it was four of six from three. Uh, it, it was amazing. But I also think that like Dirk when he had that 20-point first quarter to make the Mavs all-time record, yeah. what was that, to get to 40,000, 30,000 yeah, 40 points, something like that? You know, it's also a thing that if, if a team really wants it to happen and it's a great player, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of shots. But he did it efficiently. You yeah. know, like, yeah, he could have labored his way there. Yeah. And, of course, it wasn't like the Lakers won or anything. But he did it, and, like, he was just on. Like, that is just a, a – to me, that's a really yeah. cool thing. Everybody's expecting your best. Here's the number you got to go hit. We're all here to see it. you got to go do it tonight. And, like, nothing can – nothing can uh, – that's, that's out of your control can affect you on this. Like, you just have to go do it. Find a way to do it. And he did it efficiently, and I love that he did it. The clincher was fade away. on the dirt fade. And his, his kids were there, uh, you know, and they're at an age where they can really appreciate it. They're both hoopers themselves and now yeah. in their teenage years. And there was a clip where he's talking to them, like, okay, I'm, I'm 24 points away. I think I can do this. You want me to go do it? And they're like, yeah, Dad, go do it. And he's like, all right, I'm going to do it. Yeah, that was well, such a great interview. Yeah. And just that yeah. right there to be able to say, like, yes, I'm going to do it. I have X amount of time to get X amount of points, and I'm here to tell you, sons, I'm going to do it. And as a dad – yeah. You gotta commit. You gotta <laughs> yeah. come through on that promise. Yeah, here's you don't want to let him down, right? Here's there. the Brian Broaddus haterade. Here we go. This reminds oh, this Miss, Ameri- Miss America's not dump that this, hot. Lucius. Holy crap! There's Takeo Spikes walking over. Dude, there. Yeah. I saw. I meant to say that earlier. He's pushing a block. I can always tell because he doesn't have the neck. I know. It's amazing. I was looking. He's got for a it. scarf around his forehead. Oh, I mean, he's man, got. I love that guy. It's the uh, standard. It's the gold standard for next. This is the. This is the Brian Broaddus haterade. This reminded me very much of Emmett Smith breaking the rushing record against Seattle and losing the game. Yeah, I can <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying, bro. Somewhere, I, you know, whatever. The OKC like, Thunder's are somewhere yeah, talking about. You're stepping on the lead, bro. You're stepping oh, on the lead. We won the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> OKC's like they're trying to tank, you yeah. know, but they're winning games because they're young and they're exciting yeah. and all that. And you know, they're walking off the court and everybody's like, "Yay, LeBron! Yay!" They're they're walking back in the locker room and like, "See you, bro." <laughs> Took the, that out. The only way it could really be like Emmett Smith is if he was shooting like 32% from the floor on the year and scoring eight <laughs> points a game. I know. I was part of that Emmett Smith uh, game, and you're kind of like. And my guy still got 1,000 yards that year. And, and Chad Hutchinson's the one that's like feeding him the dimes. Yeah. Like, and, this is sad. And, and Robert really Thomas time. is like this the lead sad. fullback. Yeah, he was. You know, and it's like the offensive line was like me out there blocking. Yep. You know I mean? Still got 1,000 it yards. Very, it's very much like OKC, like I said, they're going off the court going, all right, have a good one, boys. Yeah, we'll see you. Dude, the best part of the freeze frame uh, from uh, sort of the, the opposite side of the court looking at the back of LeBron as he's doing his fade and putting the ball up is seeing the, the young big man that the Lakers have, Thomas Bryant, 
in the paint and posting up his guy and calling for the ball. <laughs> He's like, bro, feed me right now. And everybody in the building knows LeBron's going for the points, dude. I just, I, everybody admired that Thomas Bryant was like, hey, I am ready, though. Okay, I know it's your night, and you're, you're going to go ahead and get this bucket. But I got my guy pinned under the basket, and if you want to just hey. feed the big man down low, get you a little, uh, get you a little assist game going on here, LeBron. I'm ready for it. So you much reward respect the big to you. man. Yes, absolutely. You call for that ball, Thomas Bryant. No matter what record is uh, there to be broken. Uh, and then Anthony Davis was getting called out for not being overly uh, energetic and enthused. I thought it was uh, kind of silly. Well, and, and here's what I was thinking because after the well, they fact, cut down the nets. They basically were, and even Kareem, like, at the end, like, he's watching it all unfold and all the celebration and all the stuff, and it's like, okay, there's this is maybe a little bit much here. It might be a little bit much, and especially for Anthony Davis and the teammates where they took the L. They're ta- they, you, you lost the game. Uh, you also have been talking about this for, for weeks now. You are having to record special video messages uh, before it even happened. Like, as soon as it happened, uh, the Sports Center and the NBA and all their social media accounts were pumping out videos of people that were that had done sit-down one-on-one with the cameras congratulating LeBron for the inevitable record to be broken, including Anthony Davis. Then he gets to the podium, and that's all they're asking about. And one person said, Anthony, does this was tonight, was the environment and the vibes kind of like an NBA Finals win? And it's like... No, no. As a matter of fact, not even close. What? What could? What are you? What are you talking about? It yeah. might be for LeBron for sure. What? As Anthony Davis, this is all I'm hearing about. So I get where it's like. You know, okay, finally, this is done. I hear you, Chief. This is a weird analogy for me to make. Okay, but it's kind of like the difference of finding out your grandparents are sick and will eventually pass. To they just passed. You know what I'm saying? Yes. For Anthony Davis, he was just kind of glossed over because he's been expecting this for like two years. Correct. And the day arrived, and it's like, cool, it's here. But it's not a surprise, Mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. If all of a sudden, like, LeBron was 90 points away and he scored 91 points, I think Anthony Davis would be like, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened. (laughs) Uh Oh, we got a sausage finger raised up in the air from the Wooly Bully. We throw it to you. ESPN's Tim McMahon with some more Mavericks buzz. Come on. Clippers are trying to get a point yard before tomorrow night's deadline, which means Reggie Jackson would be likely to be moved if they're able to acquire a guard. The Mavericks are interested in a Christian Wood for Reggie Jackson swap. Oh, I love Reggie Jackson. So keep an eye on that. If the Clippers can get a point guard, the Mavericks could be in position to land Reggie Jackson for Christian Wood. That is a guy I was watching closely earlier in the year. Lakers were on national TV, sprained his ankle. I mean, he's a talker. He is a dog. He is basketball IQ. He is skilled. He's and in your face. Awesome defense. in the playoffs. Yeah, awesome in the playoffs. Reggie Jackson's the man, dude. You know, and that's a winning type of player. I, obviously, you'd have a major big man issue. And I, I, I was, sure I was saying we need a big man even before this. So, so they're talking about it. That's the big, that's the big storyline going into tomorrow. Or maybe tonight. Brian, what do you got? Are you taking a picture of that? I'm taking a picture of sources? Yeah, I am. I'm going to ask I also think this is great for the Mavericks because they learned, I think, from the Jalen Brunson situation a year ago. They offered Christian Wood the extension. 
They probably said, and this is just me going off of reading the situation, the tea leaves, Christian Wood might not be down to sign that until the offseason. Yeah. They're saying, look, if you're not going to sign that now, then we're going to look to try and get something for you while we can because the last thing we want is you to leave and go somewhere else in the offseason, and then we're left with nothing like we were with Jalen Brunson. Yeah. Third ball handler. Dude, you got two good ball handlers on the court at all times. That's what took the Mavs to the next level last year, having Dinwiddie, Brunson, and Luka. And when one goes off the court, you still have two guys that can switch in and be the focal point of the attack. That might be a championship move right there. Hit me with Reggie it. Jackson and still rebound. Give me the Jay Crowder buyout situation. He wants to come back to the D. Now we're yeah. uh, now we're going to get the the championships, boys and girls. Yeah, those those buyout players were huge for the Mavs in eleven. I, I think it was Corey Brewer and Peja Stojakovic. Yes, it was. And they played massive roles. Like Brewer beat the Lakers almost damn near by himself in one of those games. Let's in, go. In the sweep and Stojakovic was just an incredible tone setter and floor spacer at that point in his career. Okay, thanks. That's fun. The Clippers, so the Clippers are trying to get a point guard, and if they do, they'll be looking to move Reggie Jackson. Right. Okay. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, Radio Row here. Our coverage brought to you by Rally House, your home for officially licensed NFL gear, your city, your house, Rally House, and also Window Nation. Buy two windows, get two free, windownation.com. When we come back, it is time to uh, mix with the get right and, and see what they have planned here for you this evening on 105.3 The Fan. Welcome back, G-Bag Nation. Hope you're having a great day. We're live on Radio Row. I'm so excited about the idea of the Mavs getting Reggie Jackson, another ball handler. And it's just in the rumor stage, but it's another one to be tracking for uh, tomorrow as the trade deadline hits at 3 o'clock. Tim McMahon reporting. Clippers are trying to get a different point guard, maybe a point guard upgrade. I don't know what they're thinking. Um, But if they do, they would be interested in sending Reggie Jackson, their uh, current point guard, to the Mavericks for Christian Wood. So, segment here is brought to you by uh, uh, the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. But our radio row coverage is brought to you by Rally House, your home for officially licensed NFL gear, your city, your house, Rally House. Any word on how those Mavs folks are feeling over there about Reggie Jackson? Yeah, they're they're on board with you, Gav. Good. He's a beast. Yeah, I asked a couple people over there. Actually, both of them got back and said, that'd be cool. So yeah, if uh, if we uh, if you know if, if back the Clippers do what they do, I'm trying to get a little bit more insight with how he would fit. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think guys are heading over to the arena right now. So maybe get a little bit more before we get off the air. Very very interesting. As the get right joins you now here on 105.3 The Fan, and a good evening, gentlemen. How the heck are you? Yo, General was good. Well, you tell me, man. What's coming up on the show? Jay Cornegy, the executive vice president of uh, Sportsbook, with uh, I lost my whole train of thought. <laughs> what happened there? I lost, oh, like, you started off so strong, and you Nation. just lost. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> He's the VP of the Westgate Sportsbook. Thank you. So we'll, Thank we're going to get into like uh, betting with. When him I tell you at that thought was coming out of my mouth, and then Oof. it, bro, it, it just left. Like strong. all the words just left. Yeah, so. man. So so KG is physically in DFW, but his brain is in radio row with y'all. And oh. so I think that's what happened there. Thoughts wow. and players. Good yeah, thoughts bro. and players. Feel your presence. How, hey, thoughts and oh, players. that's sweet, Gavin. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank how, you. Uh, how ridiculous were we last night? Didn't we do a puff puff pass uh, little radio set? It was solid. last night? No, yeah, y'all, yeah, yeah. Y'all, yeah. Y'all, y'all were wilding. I, was, I, I, I enjoyed radio it. radio last night? Uh, yeah, apparently. the most important thing that I learned is that Choppy has some um, gastrointestinal 
intestinal um, oh, issues. Yeah, he was having diarrhea. He yeah. wasn't quite himself. Yeah, yeah. I was so. trying to lean into that Walchuk, but he wouldn't bite. I was trying to lean into some of that, you know. He gave you the same excuse he gave me. Okay. Oh, see, right. so we, we're not okay. believing like him? I was no, I'm not believing No, I think he really is having some uh, issues there. Bubble guts, man. But I think he was more so just he's he's in love, and he was missing – I asked him yeah, if he was homesick, food, and he wouldn't. He wouldn't bite. He wouldn't. He wouldn't lean into any of He's that. He's missing so. wifey. So, guys, can I, don't I blame him? Can I pose y'all this question that I posed <laughs> KG? <laughs> you've seen that wagon. Pose you whatever the hell you want, right? Yeah. So th- this was inspired by RJ's, you know, gastrointestinal issues. But like, <laughs> imagine you have like the worst level of the bubble guts at the Super Bowl party. Mm, are you mm. staying or are you going? And KG says he is staying. Oh, yeah, you're staying in that situation, especially last night's because mm-hmm. it was it was wide open. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. like at a farm. Uh, and there were multiple different bathroom so you stations could just, around the perimeter. So you could just smell like the animals and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. were actually there was actually like a, a giant chicken coop by one bar over, <laughs> over towards the, the northwest side of the premises. They were shut yeah. off the eggs. We got mad <laughs> eggs. <laughs> we got the bread. <laughs> yeah, and they had the nice porta johns there, like uh, like Oxnard, like Jerry had. Did they at really? Training camp. They had the nicer porta johns. The only downside last night, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but they, they had like a cigar table, mm-hmm. and everywhere I turned, there were like giant clouds of cigar smoke, which which isn't appetizing to me, you know? I was like, man, oh, that kind of gives man. that gives me a headache. I just feel like Lucius is just staring yeah, at you. Yeah, some right people now. love it. Well, you know, oh, to yeah. each his own. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get it, Lucius. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, for me, I'm like one of those like uh, the cartoon little characters when yeah. they smell something, they just like get picked up and they just <laughs> uh, <laughs> just yeah. float over there to the situation. Yeah, yeah that's me, there bro. Were, there were a lot of interesting smells in the air last night. On that note, but oh. as we were leaving, there was a dessert section, and there were about eight tables over like a 50 yard area, mm-hmm. and I walked out of there with my pocket stuffed That's with right. pecan shortbread cookies and chocolate chip cookies. Wow, my man. Play, yeah. bro. Yeah, the, the hotel room is stuck. <laughs> he went full Denzel. Well, I'm taking some with me. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to leave here with something. I'm going to leave here with something. Like, help yourself. <laughs> it's funny. Filling out that receipt for dinner right now. <laughs> Last night, I, we, me and Walter got back to the hotel room. It's like 11 or 12 o'clock, and I pull, I'm like getting my pockets emptied, and I realized I had, I had a lemon square in my pocket. There you go. I'm yeah. like, wow. that's great, awesome. dude. Awesome. Yeah. Did you eat it? Heck yeah. Real yeah. drunk behavior. I respect it. Good stuff. <laughs> Thanks, Reg. Gentlemen, uh, have a great show. Thanks, man. We'll Appreciate catch up you. with you tomorrow. Reggie right. and KG, the Get Right coming up next for Broadus and Woolchuck and, and Chia Follow and, and, and DJ the DJ and, and Tim Collins here. Of course, Luke just Alexander Lucius. and the Pimp Cup and Carter. You Freeman. guys sound like you lived through the Depression, by the way. Holy crap. We're just going to eat cookies five. laying out. Let's go. <laughs> show you my aluminum foil collection later on. Okay, you're going home with that G-Bag Nation at ease. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.